All right, everyone, we are back with episode number 14 of the Crossover Podcast. Uh, if you're listening from either Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, or any other platform, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and taking the time. Uh, I really appreciate it. And on this episode, I'm going to be going over game three of the NBA Finals that just ended a few hours ago. Uh, a lot different than the first two games, uh, strategic-wise, and, and just the overall game in general. And so I'm just going to break it down for you and uh, give some opinions about the upcoming games for, for the NBA Finals. And before we hop into the episode, if you enjoy this episode by the end of it, uh, make sure to hit this subscribe button. Uh, I'm going to be keeping on going with this NBA Finals uh, content. And, and so if, if you enjoy it, um, uh, j- just make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on, on the post-game analysis. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of it for the intro. So uh, let's move on to the episode and hope you enjoy. All right, so game number three of the NBA Finals. As I said earlier, um, it was a lot different than the first two games, uh, just based on you know the defensive strategies, changes in that, and also just the result in general. The Heat ended up winning this game uh, by a score of 115 to 104. Um, Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic finally said his name correct. If you're here from pre- from previous episodes, um, I kept on mispronouncing his name, so finally got it right this time. And and uh, yeah. Anyways, back back to the back to the game. Um, both those guys weren't playing, uh, so I thought the Lakers would end up winning this game just based on you know the nobody can really stop Anthony Davis other than Bam Adebayo, and and that, that's kind of what I was saying in the previous episode. So I was very shocked that the Heat ended up winning this game based on the depth and or lack of depth, as I should say. Um, but yeah, uh, they did end up winning this game. Uh, I turned on the TV. I thought this game actually started at six o'clock, but it was started, I think, an hour earlier, half hour earlier. Um, so I didn't start watching the game till about midway through the first quarter. And, and by that time, the Heat were up uh, like 22 to 10, 22 to 9. And Anthony Davis already had two fouls, and I I think that was a good strategy by by the by the Heat to kind of take him out of the game. Uh, I didn't see that the first two fouls though, so I don't know if it was um, intended or not. But overall, it did work out for for the Heat. Um, Anthony Davis played a limited amount of minutes. He only got 15 points uh, compared to you know 35 his last game or 30, 32 I think. And so when, once you get AD out of the game, uh, you're putting more minutes on LeBron because whenever I'm watching the Lakers game, you always have either Anthony Davis or LeBron playing or at, at all times or, or both, obviously, at, at some times. But, um, you know, when, when AD's out because of foul trouble, LeBron's going to have to play extra minutes. And based based on his age, he you know, sometimes he needs that extra break, right? And and, and he's talked about that and, and based on recovery and getting ready for, for these high-intensity games. So the the Lakers had, were kind of unfortunate about about uh, 80s uh, foul trouble, and that, that, that kind of cost them the game, I think. Um, I, I, I would give them the credit, though. Like, LeBron kept them in the game, and, and guys were hitting shots. Like, they once 80 was out, and it was like 22 to 10, I, I just thought that Miami would uh, kind of take control of the game from there. But uh, Lakers actually brought it back to like a tie game or a two point game, and just throughout the game it was mostly a uh, one possession game. Uh, Lakers took the lead in some cases, he took the lead in other cases. 
uh, tie games at stuff. Um, and based on, you know, AD's lack of minutes, if, if AD wasn't in foul trouble, I think the Lakers would have, would have won this game. But also the, the Heat played really well defensively. I was talking about how they were doing a uh, zone coverage in the last episode. And from what I saw in this game, uh, they kind of switched off that because uh, it was kind of awful that zone coverage last time. So they kind of switched to a man-to-man and uh, they just kept on switching guys when, when they needed to and it, and it worked really well. Um, but let's bring the focus back to the Lakers for now um, before we get into the, the Heat. Um, the Lakers committed a lot of fouls, um, gave, you know, Jimmy Butler a lot of free throws, especially in the fourth quarter, um, which, you know, you never want to give up easy points in, in the fourth quarter in a close game. And that, that's kind of what got them to, to gain that, uh, double digit lead near the, near the end of the game. And speaking on the end of the game, um, it was kind of weird, very unsportsmanlike of the Lakers. Um, there was 24.7 seconds left on the on the game clock and the uh, heat got the rebound and uh you know it was already 116 to 104 by then so they were just uh took the 24 second shot clock violation and uh give the lakers the ball back with 0.7 seconds left on the clock and and then just end the game there but the lakers they just left the court which was really surprising lebron was the first one to leave the court and and he was on the he was like in the locker room when the Lakers had the ball and he was supposed to be on the court. So it was very, very bad situation. I, I, I want to look at the post game uh, interview because uh, I want to know his, his uh, reasoning for, for doing that. Um, I, I, it was really surprising to me because, you know, whenever you're on the court, you're supposed to play out the, the game and, when when the Lakers were inbounding it, there was only like two guys on the court. Yeah, it was uh, not a good situation. Again, I would like to see the post game interview for that, uh, just to see his thoughts on that. And yeah, um, maybe he was just going in early to get his recovery started because he's a big uh, guy on recovery, and especially you know when you're playing those high intensity games for seventeen plus years, right? You're you're gonna have to take care of your body more than guys who are just uh, in their first few years in the league. So maybe he was just doing that. Um, but at the same time, you know, you got to show some sportsmanship and appreciate, you know, what what the Heat did in this game. So, um, yeah, so that's my opinions on, on kind of the Lakers' um, performance in, in this game. Uh, lots of foul trouble. They were okay on defense, but they really needed Anthony Davis to kind of push them to the next step. And that probably would have gotten them the heat to you know score less points uh anthony davis could have probably gotten a couple more blocks or or uh, steals defensively or just simply like because he's such a tall guy um he can you know alter people's shots so 80s a big big reason for the lakers success defensively uh he was obviously runner-up of defensive player of the year to Giannis, i believe and yeah so uh in order for the Lakers to 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 win these these games, uh, Anthony Davis needs to be a huge part of of the team offensively and defensively. He did not have a very good uh, game overall. Didn't take that many shots. And yeah, overall, you know, you, you need him to play lots of minutes, or else you're not going to win a, a game versus the the Heat, who have lots of like feisty, gritty players. So yeah, 
Well, yeah, let, let's move on to the Heat. Um, Jimmy Butler, in particular, got his first career playoff triple-double, 40 points, uh, 13 assists, I believe, and 11 or 12 rebounds. Yeah, monster game for him. A lot of his points came from the free throw line. He was very aggressive, threw, threw a few elbows to, you know, LeBron um, on layups and stuff and, and their other centers, um, kind of pulling like a James Harden where he knew the rules and, and so he took a, took it to his advantage. Um, when guys were reaching in, he would go up for shots. I saw Kelly Olenek did that too, uh, you know, just getting more free throw shots and uh, a lot of unnecessary fouls by the Lakers and, and the Heat took advantage of it. And without Bam and, and Goran Dragic, um, it's definitely tough for for the Heat to, you know, compete against the Lakers. But with Anthony Davis out, again, uh, made it a lot easier for them offensively and uh, defensively as well. Um, you know, you're not going to have that huge guy in the paint all the time and getting all the points like they did in the last game. So they played a lot better defensively and offensively. They, I, I, I think in the last game offensively, they were kind of rushing a bit. Um, you know, you, you got a lot of three point shooters and a lot of young guys who just want to, you know, make shots in, in these, uh, high intense games. Um, but you know, when you're wasting only like 10 seconds on the shot clock and you're missing three pointers and the Lakers come back and to score a bunch of layups or, or they, they move the ball around. And that's what I saw in the last game. The uh, Lakers just kind of took advantage of that and, they, they used their shot clock right and uh, got a lot of uh, easy baskets, uh, easy points. And in this game, I think it kind of, the, the Heat kind of noticed that and uh, they played more uh, team basketball. They were shooting a lot of threes again, uh, but that's kind of what they do. Um, they were making them this time and uh, overall just, just a better uh, team performance, I think. Um, yeah. And then obviously Jimmy Butler was, again, was playing fantastic he's a very confident dude he uh he'll do anything to to win a game in the last you know in the whole fourth quarter i think um i didn't really see anyone else touch the ball besides jimmy butler and so it was kind of cool for him to just kind of have a huge playoff performance and and uh gain some confidence for for the rest of the team knowing that hey we don't got we don't have two of our top three guys but we can still beat this team the second best team in the league regular season wise. I think going into game four, they'll be a lot more confident about their abilities to beat this team. And, and I, I heard post game, you know, he said that rebounding was a huge thing. And so when you have Anthony Davis out of the lineup, it's going to be a lot easier grabbing rebounds for the Miami heat. And yeah, so very good performance overall. Tyler hero, again, another dude who's been performing really well in the playoffs. Um, was just absolutely dominant in this game game number three um hitting lots of threes uh again being very aggressive just like jimmy butler um and you know played to his strengths um overall i think he's going to be a really great player in the league uh he's going to be a star you know three years down the line maybe already a very consistent shooter uh defensively obviously he needs to pick that up a bit but i think when when you're going to be teammates with jimmy butler for a few years you're uh you're going to pick up some some uh, defensive work rates. And, and uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's going to be a really good player. Um, one of the big future stars of the NBA. 
So that's kind of my analysis on the Miami Heat. And now I'm going to try and shift uh, the episode to my predictions for game number four. In the last episode, I said that uh, this game, game number three, would be a lot more closer. I did think Bam and Goran Dragic will come back for, for game three, but that didn't happen. I guess their injuries are more serious than, than I thought they were. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen game four. Um, I'm expecting the Lakers to win this game, I think. I think AD is going to play more minutes. Um, I don't think he's going to have as much foul trouble as he did in this one, but who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I'm not sure if Bam and Gorn will be back for this game. Um, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. And if if they do come back, if or if one of them come back, I think that he'd have a really good chance at at uh, tying the series. But uh, if the Lakers, if the uh, I think the Lakers will be much better in in this next game than they were today. I I I've noticed a lot on on teams that, you know, where LeBron James is playing at, he, whenever he has a loss in the playoffs, more specifically, um, he always tends to bounce back with a really dominant win and just roll off that. And it kind of like sets a tone for, for the, for the, his teammates and what, what he expects of them. LeBron actually did have a very good game. He had uh, like 33 points again with uh, nine rebounds and five assists or something like that. Nine assists, five rebounds. Almost triple-double again. Uh, he was playing more minutes, though, I think, just because of Anthony Davis's status for, for his foul trouble once again. And, yeah. Uh, I I think this next game, the Lakers are going to win. Um, I'd say pretty convincingly, uh, just because of the history of LeBron after a loss. He usually backs it up with a win, so... So I, I think the Lakers will take a 3-1 lead. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat end up tying this series. Uh, it would be really cool to, to see uh, this series go six or seven games. So I'm hoping that, that it will be a longer series. I get to do these podcasts, uh, post-game things more. So you know it, it's a good test on LeBron to see how capable he is in these you know tough situations. Yeah, so... Uh, that that's kind of my analysis on game number three. Um, again, th- thanks a lot for tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed the the podcast, again, make sure you subscribe. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram, Micah underscore Collins ten. Uh, I don't really post a whole lot there, but again, it would be kind of cool to have some some uh, podcast followers from there. And yeah, other than that, I'll see you in a couple of days for a post game analysis on game number four. <laughs>